It's been so long. How long has it been? Probably about a month now. Uh, I have... Actually, no, I do have a good excuse, but I can't exactly say what it is right now. I feel like every time I have earphones in and then I'm talking back and I can slightly hear my voice, it sounds like I have a really blocked nose because my ears are blocked. But then I feel like maybe I'm getting a blocked nose because I have earphones in. Um, Maybe I should just take one out. One sec. Okay. Yeah, no, that's so much better. So yeah, for today's podcast, I wanted to talk about... uh, the trends for 2022, but it's not going to be your stereo. It's not going to be your typical trend predictions podcast. This isn't going to be fashion related. This is mainly just general things in life. And I obviously am a bit biased. It's going to be more curated to my own desires and likes, of course. So these aren't true. Uh, they're not true at all. They're just things that I would like to see in and I, what I would like to see go. Um, it is a generally positive. It's going to generally positive because most of the things I wrote down are in, are in fact in because, you know, I don't want to exclude anyone. And if anyone is really interested in something that I'm berating, I don't want to offend anyone either. So yeah, let's get straight into it. So the first thing I would like to be rid of in 2022 are air fryers. Uh, I don't have a really, really good excuse as to my disdain towards air fryers. It's just the smell of them. The the fact there's a drawer that you pull out, uh, the noise that it makes, the vast array of foods that you can put in. There's just no way. Like, there's just no way you can cook an egg, you can boil an egg in an air fryer while also, like baking a banana bread or cooking a chicken there's just something like the laws of the universe are unbalanced imbalanced there and it needs to be it just needs to be stopped and I think it's more so it's probably accentuate my disdain is probably accentuated a bit more because of Jason's love for the air fryer I feel like one day he's going to leave me for the air fryer or if the house was on fire he would take the air fryer instead of me when obviously air fryers are replaceable and I'm not uh yeah so hating air fryers they're out so I'm so sorry if anyone has one but that's just my own personal my my own personal vengeance against air fryers anyway next um I want to talk about juicers juicers not in the context of like crazy sorry if you can hear the oh god wait i need to burp yeah so not juicers in the context of crazy freely the banana girl raw till four hating people because they're not vegan sort of juicers i mean like you know wholesomely making your own orange juice but you don't have to hand squeeze throwing in a few carrots there if you wish you can throw in a full lime you can throw in a full lime uncut and it comes out as juice i just think there's some there's there's something magical about that and it's not in the same i wouldn't put it in the same category as an air fryer where it's like you can put anything in and it comes out cooked no it's you know it's fruit and veg that are, and maybe some herbs that are supposed to be for the juicer. And that's fine. It's, it's staying in its own lane. Whereas an air fryer tries to be everything at once. And I just, it's a, an air fryer is a try hard. They're, they're just a try hard. Okay. So juicers are the, like, they're actually the best. They're the MVP. And I want to bring them back. Obviously, they're they're very hard to clean because my dad used to have one back in the day. My dad was obsessed with his juicer. Um, 
but you can keep the you can keep the pulp and stuff for compost if you make your own compost at home it's a very versatile product and like just having a fresh juice in the morning you can't bait it like nothing baits a fresh juice so maybe this whole podcast is just like present ideas for me at hinting at everyone um or I just want to see more juicers in other people's lives. I want to see how it invigorates their lives or how it impacts their lives in a positive way. Um, so yeah, let me know if you have one. Okay, next, we're getting in, uh, in into a bit more serious stuff. So the next thing that I want to see be rid of or out, uh, one of my outs for 2022 is the that girl prototype. I think it could. it's probably pretty self-explanatory, but just the immense societal pressures and standards that are already put on women it's just one more thing to worry about it's one more thing to unattainably strive for towards um it's just you you can't do it because the foundations of the that girl is built off the fact that you can portray it onto social media and obviously social media is a curation of the or your or your highlight reel you can put a filter on everything so obviously everything is going going to look better than it actually is in your in your everyday life so it is like well actually in that argument then it would be kind of easy to create a that girl um persona because it is just based off the internet and what other people perceive you as whereas like in your actual life you could be getting absolutely plastered every night and um, living in a shitty studio um, above a pub, do you know? Um, but it's just one more thing I think we have to stress about that we have to be like that, otherwise we're going to be depressed or we're not going to feel worthy enough as women. Um, we have to be a that girl or we're pieces of shit or we don't have our shit together. You know, this whole thing of like, let's get our shit together. What does that mean? Like getting up at 6 a.m. doesn't necessarily mean that you're a good person or you're contributing a lot to the world. Like you're you're drinking a green juice from your juicer. Yeah, love it. I love that part. More of that, please. Um, then putting on your Gymshark leggings and like going to a Pilates class you know, this is all great for your self-development and probably self-optimization where it's like, okay, I'm going to look a bit fitter and feel a bit healthier. But for the collective, it's not really making a huge difference overall for anyone. Um, except for the juicers. But yeah, so the that girl, everything about the that girl, I'm against. You can do whatever you want. If you want to be, if if you want to go to a Zumba class, I know that's very not, it's like, Zumba isn't in anymore. You know, it was a few years ago. But now if you said you were going to a Zumba class, everyone would be like, what? Like, why aren't you going to a spinning class? Like, what's wrong with you? But if someone wants to go to a Zumba class and if someone wants to wear flowy pants instead of um, a ta- We Are Tala leggings, that's totally fine. It doesn't mean that their shit is not together. If someone gets up, at, if someone works nights and gets up at 2 p.m., does that mean that they can't be a that girl? Is that, does that mean that their shit is not together? Question mark? You know, maybe I'm being too harsh. Maybe there is a that girl out there that is just thriving and making the world a better place. And there's some hidden secret there where she is uh, a god and full of happiness and does not feel any sad emotions. Um, But I don't know. So maybe I'm just jealous because I I know I can never be a that girl. Uh. 
maybe that's it. Maybe this is really deeply rooted. And I think there's such a fine line between jealousy and inspiration. Like, for example, there's really long periods of my life, if I'm feeling shit about myself, that I can't watch YouTube, which is the stupidest shit ever because I love YouTube. But I can't watch it because I'm comparing myself to the people that I see on my screen because I'm like, where I'm not, I'm a YouTuber too and I'm not doing this stuff. And it's like, why can't I just be happy for that person and take inspiration from it and motivation instead of being jealous? But it's because it's like the cute and aggression thing. I think that, you know, the way when you see something cute, like a cat or a a baby, like you want to kick a baby down the stairs. Well, that could be an intrusive thought either. But, you know, it's like you want to eat. You're like, oh, I want to eat you up. Or like you want to strangle your cat because it's so cute. It's because the same, the areas of cute and aggression in your brain are very close to each other. So it's hard to get, it's easy to get them mixed up or like for them to overlap a little bit. Maybe it's the same for like jealousy and inspiration. So you just have to kind of turn that off. Like, obviously, you when you see a cute cat, you aren't kicking it. But like some people, maybe if they don't have any emotional regulation, they are like killing cute animals. And that, that's what you would call a sociopath. But this isn't, a, this isn't a psychology lesson, y'all. But yeah, so yeah, I think if we can just switch off the jealousy part, we can take inspiration. But I just don't see anything inspirational about that girl. I just don't, I don't get it. Like, what is inspirational about it? I don't understand. And I'm sick of this like self-optimization where it's like, yes, get up really, really, really early in the morning. Now, don't get me wrong. I love watching a sunrise. I love getting up early. But I'm like, I'm not improving my lifestyle or like putting up a story every morning to be like, look at me, I'm up at 5 a.m. Like, why would I do that? Like, what is, or like, you know, do you know, does that make, do I making any sense? Maybe it is just my jealousy thing though. Who I actually don't know. My obviously, my emotional regulation obviously isn't that good, or my self awareness. But yeah, okay. And next uh, is, do you know what is in indulging in yourself? I completely agree with this. It's like if you want to eat your favorite foods for like ten days straight, to- go for it. Absolutely. If you want to spend so much money on yourself, absolutely. If you want to go on holiday on your own, yes. If you want to go to the cinema on your own, yes. Totally in. If you want to. invest in yourself if you want to get a pet if you want to learn French if you want to learn Japanese if you want to learn how to cook South Korean foods yes just totally taking the time from yourself not because it's towards any end goal like you're not oh I'm going to be three sizes smaller or oh I'm going to invest in crypto and become a millionaire and retire by the time I'm 25 no this is all things that you're doing, indulging in yourself just for the pure enjoyment of it because you are enjoying yourself. That's what I'm talking about, indulging in yourself in the moment. It could be the same as sort of an instant gratification thing, but I think that is also in, not in the sense of like scrolling, going on a scrolling binge for hours where it's like a dopamine addiction. It's kind of kind of different. Um, it's just not restricting yourself basically, but yeah. Also, what I'd love to see more of in 2022 is women being seen as stern, strong, admirable, authoritative, um, and being a le- more of a leader rather than being seen as abrasive, bitchy, controlling, or like oversensitive. Because a lot of the times, women and men can behave the exact same way in the w- in the workplace, but 
when a woman does something that a man would be respected for, she's seen as like bitchy or abrasive or controlling and all those uh, all those words that have negative connotations to it. So I would like to see more of this because the more we resist those things and not let it let those words affect us, the more normalized it can be and the more we're pushing towards like a equality or being perceived in the same way. But that doesn't mean that you have to take on masculine traits like being an asshole, you know, you don't have to be an asshole and you don't have to be the CEO of a company. But I just mean in general terms, like women in politics or um, women head of an NGO, you, you know what I mean? I would like to see me see more women in politics. And just because a woman is speaking out on something doesn't mean that she is overly sensitive. Um, yeah, it's like just, you know, general caring about humanity. Pretty seems pretty standard for politics, but you'd be surprised how little people actually give a shit. Most of the time, they don't. Um, next, what I think is going to be in, or what I'd like to see more of, men talking about their feelings, being more vulnerable, whether it's positive or negative. If men are like, I'm behaving this in this bad way, I don't know why and I want to seek help, yes. We're not going to just we don't just want men to be like, I have sad feelings too. I have bad mental health. We want to hear all of it. You need to speak out more because that way we can, we can um, approach it with a tangible solution. Um, so the good and the bad. I want to hear all of the feelings. I want to hear all of your intrusive thoughts. Why do you think, where do you think that stems from? Is it for, for your hatred of women or anything to do with femininity? Uh, which brings me on to my next thing, which is, domesticated men and men embracing their femininity is in. I'm talking women taking a back seat. You are not doing the laundry. You're not doing the cooking. You're not doing the cleaning. Now, obviously in a lot of circumstances, men have been brought up to not even know how to do these things, how to not look after themselves because their mommy was doing it for them. Or like the oldest sister, the, par the parentification of the oldest sister, she took on the maternal instincts and started doing things around the house. Um, so the so the boy of the house never had to do anything. I don't know what this, I think this is especially prevalent in Irish households where a lot of the times it, um, the boys in the house, there's nothing expected of them, but they're also coddled and infantilized for the rest of their lives as well. So it's like a perpetual cycle of men just not being able to look after themselves and then growing up to repeat the patterns and then their girlfriends end up babying them. And then because they're babying them, the women don't see them uh, as a sexual being and they have less sex then and then it causes friction between the relationship. Because I'm sorry, if you're picking up dirty socks, shoes, um, cooking their dinners, cleaning up, doing all that stuff, you're not going to be like, oh, I feel ready to go. I'm ready to rumble. Like, let's pop the pussy out. Obviously not. You're not going to be like wanting to ride ride him you're just going to be like oh you're a child like I'm looking I have a child here do you know um so it's hard yeah so if you do have a partner and they've been brought up that way it's very common all of my exes came from only boy households and or were the youngest in the house which is like a combination of that's a disaster waiting to happen um, luckily enough, uh, Jason is very self-sufficient and he has been doing his own laundry for years. So he knows what he's doing. But because I have the maternal instincts and I work from home, I end up doing a lot of the domestic labor, but he does then does other things, which we have figured out. And I think that's the healthiest way to do it. Because a lot of times, maybe the 
if you are in a heteronormative relationship, the woman wants to be doing everything. But if you are building up resentments, then there is a problem. You need to teach most of the time you probably need to teach them how to do things because they can weaponize their incompetence and be like oh you know how to do it or you do it better I hate that one you do it better like why don't you just learn how to do it better than me then do you know um and then the women are just like okay fine and end up doing everything and then again the perpetual cycle of like this is going to ruin our relationship so yeah I would like to see more domesticated men and I know it's putting a lot of uh, responsibility on the women again to teach our men you know we shouldn't really have to be doing that but sometimes you do you know you have to give them a bit of a push maybe even a little bit of an ultimatum it's like I'm not going to do any of the housework and let's see how you get on um now that might be punishing you as well because you'll have to live in filth or squalor for a while but then after I it will work the cycle will balance will be restored eventually especially with the not cooking them food thing or not doing the food shop They'll eventually be like, where, where, mommy? Like, why am I so hungry? And uh, they'll have to figure it out. So, yeah. Another thing I would like to see more of, or that I think is going to be in, is hyper femininity. Now, whatever that means or entails to you, because I think it differentiates between each person. But for me, hyper femininity would be like velour, pink, glitter, sort of like drag race, hyper femininity. Um, what else? Singing, dancing, being affectionate, being caring, empathetic, um, expressing your emotions, creativity, all of those things. Uh, being in nature. I can't think of anything else. But yeah, big time. Hyperfemininity in. I want to see more of it. Next then, what I'd like to see more of, body hair. It's also self-explanatory. I just don't shave. So I'm like, I, I want more people to not do it. And I've seen a lot of TikToks of women being like, um, body hair on women is so unhygienic. It's like, why would we grow it then? It's obviously there for a purpose. Like, what are you talking about? We shower, like we can wash hair. What about, does that mean the hair on your head is unhygienic? That makes absolutely no sense. And what about the body hair on men? How is it? How does that differentiate between women? You know, it's still a body. You know, how come men can have dingleberries, is it dangleberry or dingleberries? How come men can have dangleberries in their ass and can grow their ass hair as long as they want? But women having a few leg hairs is all of a sudden unhygienic. Don't know how that makes any sense. Maybe you should go to a biology class. Anyway, um, next, what what I think is out, this is our first out in a while, intermittent fasting. I think it is just a gateway, a gateway to a lot of um, disordered eating. So I want to see less of it. I really want to see less of it. And I want to see more of like intuitive eating. I want to see like people, you know, I used to be obsessed because I have a, I've never had disordered eating or anything like that or a distorted body image. So I am very lucky. So I can't speak on behalf of anyone who has experienced this. But I do have people who who are very close to me and people who I love who do struggle with it a lot. So I kind of have like the secondhand experience of it. And um. I think I can see things and experience things like watch videos about food with it with a detached um, mindset because I know it's not going to affect me. But like the what I eat in a week's, I know there are particular influencers who do it all the time, and I think that's so good. Like I think that's brilliant because some weeks they have more, some weeks they have less, and then you can have a general idea of what humans actually eat because obviously on some days you're going to eat more or you're going to eat less. But there's a lot of stuff on like. 
intermittent fat. I, you know, I tried the the Victoria's Secret diet for a day. I tried the Friends diet for a day. And they're go. these things are going viral. But I understand it because I would, I love watching shit like that because I'm upset. Like I was obsessed with super size versus super skinny because I love seeing what other people eat. I'm like obsessed with food, but like in a good way, you know? But I just think intermittent fasting has always had this sort of weird feeling at the pit of my stomach when someone mentions it because it just feels like a gateway or it's like justifying a a type of disordered eating um I don't really have anything else to say on this topic like I'm not a professional so at the same time like don't listen to me you know um but anyway next what I think is in is positive self-talk and I mean like out loud obviously in the mirror I that's always recommended but it can be really hard because the first it's much easier to jump to to your negatives because you're constantly comparing yourself you're bombarded with like these images of perfectionism on the internet so it's very easy to jump through to your flaws or yeah start criticizing yourself but I want to hear positive self-talk like out loud like I me and my sisters literally would go I look so hot right now and I thank my mother for this because she would literally I remember as a child she would literally push me out of the way in the mirror if I was looking at myself in the mirror she would push me out of the way and go I look so good. I swear to God, my mom, the biggest legend ever. She would lit- she would look herself up and down and go, Jesus, I look fucking gorgeous. And that's what she sounds like, I look fucking gorgeous. Like the actual level of confidence and like that's not affecting anyone else. It's not like making anyone feel bad about themselves. They're not bringing, you know, you're not bringing yourself up and tearing other people down in the process. You're not like, I look better than you. It's literally just like, I look so good. Full stop. And I want to hear more of it, more of my mom energy, you know, um, more, com- another thing, I didn't have this written down, but more compliments out loud. Like I always see people on the tube. Now in London, it's a bit different because sometimes people, I did tell a girl she was pretty once at a festival and she literally started laughing at me and looked at her boyfriend and turned around. And I was like, what, did I say something funny? Or she was like, you know, in a laughing at me way, you know, um, yeah so that wasn't nice so I don't really do that anymore but a lot of times I see people on the tube like other girls and they're wearing a nice dress or they're really dressed up or what else like someone has really nice freckles or a really nice hair and I want to compliment them and I just think getting a compliment from a stranger is so much better or like there's such a big reward from that because they don't know you and there's no reason for they you know there's no need for them to compliment you they're not getting any anything in return they literally just wanted to compliment you so I've been I really want to try do that more um and I'd love to see other people try doing it like normalize this guys why don't let's legalize this guys together is there like a petition we can start I mean so yeah so like what how would I do that though but see a lot of sometimes people are mean though and you can be met with people being like question mark you know like what are you why are you talking to me question mark but I think in Dublin it's a lot more um common you know just a random compliment they're so good anyway so more positive self-talk anyway and then another thing um more of what I would like to see is there are negative connotations with these words but bragging or showing off 
because I don't think anyone is going to hype you up as much as you can hype up yourself because there's not as well like so many people are so indulged in their own lives I can't think of anyone in my life who can list off every positive thing that I've done or every achievement that I have I don't have any like Jason wouldn't even be able to do that because he wouldn't remember what I did like you know three years ago unless I was always reiterating it or talking about it and it's just a good way for people to get to know you like there's little random things that I've done that just no one would know unless I was talking about it and I think in Ireland as well we're so obsessed with being humble or we're also so obsessed with people who are bragging or showing off it's like oh they're full of themselves they fucking love themselves like if you go to Ireland and someone says they love themselves. That's a negative thing. <laughs> like, that's a slag. Um, like, someone's like, oh, they fucking love themselves. Um, so I want to see more of people talking about their achievements, what th- what they've done that's been good. And it doesn't have to be in a way of like, if someone else is trying to talk about themselves or something good that they did that you have to overshadow them or like overpower them to be like, well, I did this. Obviously, there's an approach for everything. Um, and a situation for everything but just celebrating yourself is such a nice thing to do like every time I come home from Ireland my sister's always like why do you always want to party every time you come home and I'm like it's just nice to celebrate some like I like being celebrated and I don't think there's anything wrong with that I like spending time with the people that I love and to be like this it actually is a celebration that I am home you know I am home with everyone that I love and we should be celebrating y'all you know uh So I want more of that. Anyway, especially in the circumstance of like girls texting boys, you need to be like, this is why I'm so much better than you. That's the only, yeah, that's the only way you can, that's the only reason I think that's justifiable to like overshadow someone. If you're talking to like a fuck boy or someone that you think is like, is also texting one of your best friends, you have to remind them constantly how much better you are than them. Um, so you have to be hyping yourself up and it's not bragging or showing off. It's just matter of fact. So yeah, next, what I think is in, and I think it has been in anyway, but it's been more of like a romanticization or people being obsessed with being oppressed. But I think what is in, what is actually in and what I want to see more of is people expressing their low moods. Like, you know, when you go, how are you? How are you feeling? And you think that person, you're like, oh, this person doesn't care. I'm just going to say I'm fine. I want more people to be like, I'm actually feeling a bit shit today. Because after you say that, after you admit that that's wrong with you, and then you start talking, you feel so much better. Whereas if you go, oh, I'm grand, and the person has no idea that you are feeling low, they're going to, you know, they're not going to navigate the conversation in a way that's going to help you. So I would like to see more of, wait, Missy's like going to attack the laptop. No. Um, I would like to see more of people being open and honest about their low moods or when they're feeling down or sad. And I think it is a justifiable excuse for you not to go out or to stay in from social situations because you're you're just probably going to feel worse. You're going to feel worse if you're like forcing yourself to socialize with people, especially if some people are there that you don't like that much or that you don't feel safe around. So I think it should be a more of a thing where you can say that you're feeling low or you're feeling down or feeling sad and figure out the things that help you and if then if you can talk about it to the people that are around you they also know what can help you and there'll just be a solution you know sorry I'm just itching wait I'm just scratching Missy here one sec now next what I think is in and there's gonna be a hit or miss with people uh I might get a bit of hate for it but 
abstinence. I just think people, I think the biggest radical act of feminism for me personally is to abstain from sex with men. I just think it's such a powerful weapon and tool. Um, I can't explain why. I have no evidence to back that up. But I just think that it would do great things for society. It would do absolutely... uh, Yeah, it would just be great. And... Self-pleasure, in. But abstinence, in. Also in. But you know what else is in? Immaculate conception. Someone needs to take one for the team. I will happily oblige. Mary, Jesus, someone died. No, no one has to die for our sins. But just the immaculate conception part coming from God. Like that is just a crazy. We need some of that. Like the world needs a bit of that at the moment. Like I want like a magical story. I want some sort of miracle to happen. And I think an immaculate conception would be a perfect one. Um. Yeah, it can't be missing now because she literally just did got her womb removed the other day. So she can't be making any Jesuses. But yeah, another thing that I think is in God slash a higher power. And me and my sister Ellie were talking about these the other day because Ellie is on a big God buzz at the moment. Like she loves religion. She loves churches. She goes in, she lights a candle. She does her prayers. She talks to God. Like anytime something good in my life happens, she's like, Keelan, God is on your side. Like she just loves God. And I'm so here for it. And I think the the foundations of religion was built off of of love and wanting to help other people and feeling a unity and a community. Um, And then obviously over time, it was a lot more nuanced and just like random men created these binaries that you had to abide by that actually just benefited that oh missy but yeah um religion was then ruined and this thing called heaven and hell was created it's like we're all sinners and if you don't give us loads of money basically you're going to rotten hell for the rest of your life and you know gay people were condemned Anyone who was kind of outside the status quo were condemned. But before that, we're going we're going before the like institutionalization of religion. It was built off the foundation of working from a love ethic and being charitable, all these virtuous acts. But then obviously it was it became self-serving because it was like if you do these virtuous acts, you'll get into heaven. And if you don't, you'll go to hell. Um but I'm talking about the I'm talking about the OGs, the OGs of God, loving God and loving the universe or higher power, whatever you believe in. But just like believing in magic altogether. I think that's a really good one. Now, what goes against this and what I want to see less of is the monarchy. Get rid of the monarchy. The same as like the idolization of random celebrities out. I don't want to see it anymore. The monarchy, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of seeing the fucking queen everywhere. I'm actually sick of her. I'm sick of like the pedo prince that they had 
it's just the islands, Jeffrey Epstein and all this shite. Like, why do we have... Like, why are taxes still going to a castle? Like, for these this random inbred family to live off of. And they literally don't do anything. So, like, what are we paying? Why are we paying for it? And it's like... I went to hospital the other day and there was a strike outside because the cleaners in the fucking hospitals during COVID aren't getting paid. And like the queen is living it up. Kate Middleton is like in designer every day. What the fuck is going on there? They li- they literally don't do anything. So please get rid of the monarchy. Uh, like Britain has done a lot of bad things, but I still don't know how they haven't, you know, gotten rid of that situation. Maybe they're waiting for them all to die. I have no idea. But I really respect Meghan Markle. Like, sweetest. She made a sweet escape. And she took one of them with her. I fucking love that. Anyway. And have you seen Meghan Markle's episode of 90210? Like, all, she doesn't even have a line in it. She's just giving head to someone in a car. It's f- really good. Anyway. um, Next. what? Are, oh, yeah. Healy's in. I know they got banned and like... Oh, careful. There you go, love. Come on. Um. Oh, I can see her stitches. Don't jump, please. Okay, she's okay. Um, yeah, Healy's. I know they got banned on Super Value when I was a kitty bopper. Um, but I want to bring them back. They're probably not banned anymore because it was so long ago. So I want to see them. Ba- and like, they're undercover. They're, and they probably... How do you, oh, she got up to the top of the tower. They could probably make them a bit more stylish now these days as well. Because a bit more modernized like can you make a solomon's um x healy's collab or like an ug x healy's collab i better get in touch with ug immediately do no one steal that idea please um so yeah more healy's i want to be i want to see people rolling around on incognito wheels on their feet and they have to be in disguise i'm saying no rollerblades rollerblades are out because you can't be you can't walk it's not a multifunctional shoe. You can't walk and wheel. You can only wheel. And that's just too, that's too much of a commitment. So I want to see Heelys, more of Heelys going around. Next is, I want to see more of, which is elaborate baking. Stuff that you have to like leave sitting in the oven for an hour with the oven slightly ajar to let it still rise. I'm talking like making your own starter for sourdough. I'm talking like the Great British Bake Off shite. Like, Great British Bake Off, but from your home. And I want to see people, more people, like, documenting it and sending me them. I want to, yeah, just more of elaborate baking. Uh, it doesn't have to be something that I can eat. It doesn't have to be dairy-free or anything. That's totally fine. But I just want to see it happening. There's this girl on Instagram called Young Kombucha 420 um, and she makes these like elaborate vegan cakes and she does this, she does this vlogging on her story every day. And she's like, I woke up at 5.40 this morning and she doesn't set an alarm. Like that's her natural body clock. And she's like baking and she makes all these food and she makes like brown butter frosting and, um, picks t- stuff from her garden, even though she lives in New York, but somehow she like has a garden. Um, and she cooks with the things in her garden. I just want more of that. Also, what I didn't even include in this, but more of like the spiritual YouTube world of like Isabel Page living in a tiny house buzz on a farm. More of Hannah Lee Duggan living in a log cabin and she fully renovates the whole thing herself. I want to be able to, I'm so jealous. I want to be able to do all of that. But that is another thing where I'm like, I'm taking inspiration from it. Like I can teach myself how to do these things. And another, he told me, um, what's her second name? 
Makazuki, Machizuki. Um, I can't remember. But she's like Hitomi Yonomi on Instagram. You know her. You know her. But less of like the the world is beautiful. Like we are living because I see there's some like the world is full of suffering, though. And you are obviously sheltered because like you're living in a field in Hawaii and you're not you're not seeing any tragedy or face with poverty every day. And they're like, this is beautiful. I just you know, there's something it's just a bit tone deaf sometimes. And that's the stuff I can't stand. But you know, we can't all be perfect. I'm sure I say stuff that's really insensitive too. Do you know, I'm not judging them being like those fuckers. Like it's just something I'm just, I'm just like, I can't even explain it, but you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, I want to see more of that. People living in tiny houses, people living in vans, people living off a farm, being self-sufficient off the grid. I want to see more of it. Communes, not really. There's something I always like fantasize about living in my, like starting my own commune, but I would do it my own way. Do you know what I mean? But then when I see people in communes, because I watch, I follow a lot of TikTokers and like YouTubers, I watch watch YouTube videos um, of people who live in communes and some of them just look a bit scary. Like they do actually just look a bit scary or a bit smelly. And I don't want to offend these people because I'm sure a lot of them are beautiful and really nice places to live. But some, like that one of the guy where he's like ginger and he's like, we live on, it's a self-sufficient farm. He, like, that just seems unsafe because they're they're like, we don't vet anyone who stays here. Surely that's going to attract really, like severely mentally ill people who need like medications. And maybe people even like running from the law or people who just got out of prison I don't believe in prisons at all I don't think that's a form of restorative justice at all but I mean like people who don't have the emotional regulation to not commit a crime again do you know and are running away to these communes am I catastrophizing now I'm I like have my tinfoil hat on but you know they just some of them but I think women's intuition is underrated um, or underappreciated. My intuition is just telling me some of them are a bit off. They're just a bit off. And yeah, so less few less communes, but if I made my own commune, like, I'm sorry if this is like making it an exclusive thing or yeah, or making it a bit, uh, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, I don't want it to come across as elitist to be like, I need to vet the people that come into my commune but at the same time like I want everyone to feel safe isn't that like a imperative thing for starting a commune or living a co-living space like everyone should feel safe and comfortable like you don't want a creepy man walking around staring at you if you want to wear your if you like if you want to go skinny dipping in the lake all the time obviously but if there's men like there you know it's just there's something off about some of them uh, because they can, you know, they're tethering the line between commune and cult when there needs to be a leader. This is bringing back to like more women in authoritative figures, in authoritative, authoritative positions. I would be the head of my own commune and no man would have a say. Maybe there would be a board, like board members, you know. Um, and obviously there would be a democracy. It, you know, everyone gets to have a say in a vote. Everyone's voices get heard. People before profits are the buzz. Um... I haven't thought of all the logistics for it yet, but coming soon to be continued. But yeah, uh, more of off-grid situations. 
I just think for my current lifestyle, I wouldn't like to live in one unless I was running it myself. But maybe that's just because I'm, no, I'm not going to say controlling. Maybe it's just because I know I would do it better. Yes, positive self-talk. Okay, next is um, being a flexitarian in... I want to see more people who are, who have never been even vegetarian before, but like ordering the vegetarian option on the menu, cooking vegetarian meals, keeping people on their toes. You know, if you're like a a avid meat eater and then you go to a restaurant and your parents are like, why aren't you ordering the steak like you always do? And you're like, I just want to try something different. I'm mixing it up. Or you get like a different, you get like a plant-based milk at home, or you just like start making vegan dinners for your, for your parents one night a week. I just want to see more of that. And then people who are vegan, vegetarian, who have been vegan for years, maybe not necessarily vegetarian because some vegetarians, you know, you can get sick if you start eating meat again and that can't be good. Like if I had, if I had a burger, a hamburger, it's so weird they're called hamburger. Like why are they called hamburgers if it's from a cow? Anyway, sorry. But yeah, if I had a hamburger, like I would probably, I would either have the shits or I would puke or both. I would do all of it at once. So I want to see more of like people maybe who have been vegetarian for like a year and you're on your period or something and you're craving something random, something really random. Maybe that might offend the vegetarian community. Maybe actually less of that. Maybe I just want to see more meat eaters being flexitarian rather than vegetarians being, do you know what I mean? Um, Whereas like vegan, strict vegans or plant-based, it can be plant-based where you're like vegan five, like blind boys plant-based five days a week. And then he has two days where he's a meat eater. Like that is better than him just eating meat all the time, isn't it? Yeah. So maybe more of that approach um, of people trying new things, you know, doing your bit for the planet, etc. Next then, fake tan and sunbeds out. I know, I know. I used to love a sunbed. I'm not going to lie. I used to love a sunbed. And then Emma Neal had, I don't know if it was her story or a TikTok, but she had to get like moles removed because of her doing sunbeds. And then my friend Leah, her mom like has a hole in her leg from when she got skin cancer from doing sunbeds so I'm just a bit like no like I was kind of on that buzz being like fuck it I don't fucking care like the world's ending anyway I'm a, I have a fucking death wish I'm gonna smoke as much as I want now I'm kind of like mm, I kind of like my life and I kind of like being healthy as well and we take our health for granted like you know when you have a blocked nose and you're like oh, Jesus I can't I really took for granted all the times that I had a clear I had clear nostrils or like if you have a if you have a fever or a sore throat, you're like, oh, I took for granted all the times I was healthy. Like I had bronchitis when I was um, 20 and I swear to God, I was sick for probably three. It was one of those where I was like, I went on antibiotics, they didn't work. And then I had to do like go on an inhaler and all these things. It literally would like keep coming back and it was horrible. And it was while I was in music college and I was I was doing vocals. So there was a lot of times where like I literally couldn't sing or I sounded tone deaf. It was terrible. It was terrible. And now I'm just like, I like, you know, being healthy. And then I, I went off the smokes then. Because the smokes are obviously not doing me any favours. Yeah. So next is planned obsolescence. I don't know if anyone has heard of this, but basically this is going to be out, by the way. Planned obsolescence is companies used to make products that could last. So that, for example, like, you know, the way vintage clothes are so popular and they're still really, really good quality and they might be sold for a higher price because 
they're probably running out of vintage, technically vintage clothes. Whereas if you bought stuff from a charity shop that's more modern, it's a bit shitter quality. Um, it won't last as long. Maybe it has holes in it. It's a, like the fabric is horrible. This is called Planned Obsolescence, where they started making things not to last um, for the same price so that there was a bigger profit margin. So they were cutting down the costs on the actual production of the product. Um, for example, like if you get a microwave, there's only a two year warranty on it. Whereas if you bought a microwave like in the 80s or 90s, you would expect that to work for the rest of your life. You would be like, I'm buying this thing so it works forever. Whereas companies purposely and consciously make things that they're like, this is going to break. And everyone's probably experienced this with the iPhone. If you renew, if you get a upgrade, what's that thing called? Um, not upgrade, the iOS. Uh, what's that? You have to download the new iOS. What's that called? Anyway, so you have to like download the new I- iOS and then your phone starts to get a bit slower. Your screen is like black. It like jumps out of the apps and stuff. And you're like, fuck, I need to get a new phone. This is broken they've purposely done that so that old phones break quicker than the newer ones so that you keep buying new iphones and that the one that you have can't last forever no matter how well you keep it in shape and how well you look after it which is so fucked now obviously there's still a few companies that don't do this for example one big one is crocs crocs um were like about to go bust a few years ago because of because of this because they don't do planned obsolescence you buy a pair of crocs and they literally will last you for the rest of your life because whatever material they use is like really really long lasting but it's also they're actually very very environmentally conscious and a sustainable company too which is surprising because i thought it was just like straight up plastic but apparently it's some a mixture of like tensile and other biodegradable products uh but yeah I think probably Doc Martens. No, actually, I've seen no. Yeah, no. Jason's uh, soul came out of his Doc Martens. So maybe not. But like Levi's and Doc Martens, like all of those things would have been built to like last really, really long, and that was the purpose of them. Whereas it's really, it's really rare now to find a company that sells a product for the purpose of lasting long because they want a higher um, turnover and higher profit margins. So they sell things that they know will break. Uh, so I want to see less of that. So that's fucked up. Um, yeah. Uh, another thing that I want to see more of time traveling. I just want to see someone do it. Time traveling in quantum jumping is a thing I've heard of before, but I'm not really sure how you do it. It's something like there's <coughs> multiple universes going on at this very moment in time. So say there's a Keelan in a universe. Um, and say I'm. What, what would I be doing? Like, I'm the president. There's probably a universe out there where I am the president. Or I'm a Taoiseach. You know? Um, and if I think about it long enough, it's something like that. It's like, if I focus on it long enough, if I meditate, I can jump into that universe, which is called quantum jumping. And I can live that experience. Wait, I need to call. So, yeah, that sounds pretty fun, doesn't it? So I don't know what I would like to jump into. Maybe Keelan living in a tiny house. Maybe Keelan, the version of Keelan, like living on a farm. That is a good version. And obviously there are universes where like negative things happen. So like a universe where your whole family has died. It's like the butterfly effect sort of. Um, So you can do, you could jump into those. 
maybe less of the negative ones, but just maybe time tra- traveling and quantum jumping into the universes that you want to experience. Um, next is being boring out. And I've explained this in a YouTube video before. I don't mean like, oh, you don't have any u- unique personality traits. I don't mean it in that way at all. But just people who are drab and have nothing else to talk about than... Ju- I don't mean a gossip. Like, I love a good gossip. Um, but I mean, like, hate watching people being so focused on what other people are doing instead of your own life. Being so obsessed with people pleasing or all those you know all of those things it's just boring like it's boring working yourself up over nothing you know what I mean like uh, yeah it's boring um next what I think is in mediocrity I don't like less of like prodigy children child stars exceptional people like I just want normal like mediocre but like slightly above average or average um people they're just yeah just more of that or a celebration of that yeah next vampires in uh kundalini yoga out and i don't this is the westernized version i don't mean to offend any uh thing that has any cultural significance to anyone because i know that it probably is practiced somewhere where it's really effective and does well for the community but the westernized version of kundalini yoga that they teach say in like if i go down to my yoga studio uh, studio and an english woman who was like um learned how like got her teacher training off the internet does a kundalini yoga class um less of that i don't want i don't want to see it i'm sick of it i don't want to see it anymore i love the practice of yoga and um open you know opening up past traumas and your hips and sexual healing from yoga getting in touch with your body absolutely love it kundalini no um just the, maybe it's just a particular class that i went to i literally had to hump the floor uh and the noises the sounds that she was playing i thought that i was making it up in my head because of how loud and horrible and invasive it was the sound of the the songs she was playing was really harsh on my eardrums um so yeah next is spinning classes in spinning classes are in they're really fun and I know that can be constituted as a that girl trait but I would like to detach from that and take it as my own because I really enjoy it um yeah I think that's all hopefully that wasn't boring because I am a bit low energy I'm not gonna lie I am low energy like I need to take a nap now after this it was hard but thanks so much for listening and I'm sorry it wasn't educational well I tried to make my podcast educational I'm sorry it wasn't like as educational as um it usually is I just wanted to talk shite for a while to be honest and yeah I I missed making a podcast and hopefully it takes me a bit of practice to get back into it you know like talking into a microphone for an hour is hard that's hard work so I hope that people enjoyed this and if you did please share it on your story and tag me so that I can see any feedback totally welcome any opinions on what I've talked about in this totally send them my way and yeah I love you so much Bye.